3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nation's true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. 3CR pays respect to elders past and present of the Kulin Nation. We recognise their unceded sovereignty. This is 3CR Breakfast. Alternative news, analysis and current affairs. Monday to Friday, 7am to 8.30am. And good morning, listeners. You're listening to 855am, Thursday morning breakfast. It is the 7th of November, and it's right on 7.01. And uh, this morning, I'm just in the studio by myself at the moment, uh, but hopefully we'll be having some guests along shortly. Um, And this morning, uh, we're going to be playing a bit of an excerpt from uh, a conversation that was had at the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference yesterday. And that conference is going for three days, um, so make sure that you do head along um, or tune in uh, so that you can hear um, a bit of the conversation that's been happening. Um, And then we're going to be speaking with Shannon from the Victoria National Parks Association, uh, and she's going to be speaking about the Nature for Life rally, which is happening on the 28th of November, calling for the Victorian government to take urgent action to protect Victoria's biodiversity. Uh, And then we're going to be having uh, Sarah Soler on the line. Um, And Sarah was one of the chair uh, spokes yesterday at the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference. And so it'd be good to get an update about what's happening today and what's also happening tomorrow at the conference. Um, And then we're going to be having uh, four um, people come in from the Resistance Transmission. We're going to have producers Alec and Jack and also some orb weavers, Martia and Stuart, um, and they're all performing as part of Jew West Festival. And lastly, we're going to be having Squid Janini in the studio, and um, Squid's going to come in and talk to us about her new track, Trigger Me, and she's also going to be playing tomorrow night at Colour. So, um, yeah, we've got a pretty jam-packed show, and I think at the moment we should head to a track. Um, And so we're going to be playing a track called uh, Every Day by Mac Ridge, and he's based up um, in Queensland. So this is Every Day. Yo, what it's like living this life, living borderline, poverty surrounded by strife. Use needles in the park, think this living is right. There's an evil in the dark of the middle of night. And every day, there's people there missing out on pay. Another crime way because the crime pays. Still a hottie jacket up, take the speakers out the trunk. Please the fingerprints, then blaze that shit up. How about flicking this, flipping that, flipping back and doubling it back? I ain't even talking about crack. It used to be Bush and Hodge and buy stone, but it's easier to force than mind control drone. Quadrants and zones, commissioning the homes Put us all together so we fend for our own Swept under the rug where the gangsters roam It's hard living but I'll do it till I'm down and bone Every day is a struggle just to eat the we grind And you wonder why we hustle, get caught up in that crime You can blame it on the system but it don't matter if we stand Watching that time roll by, get out on the grind Yourself and live your own life. Yeah, you can watch AC 
and believe that TV. Gotta see it for yourself and check out these streets, G. The home of restraining orders, constant DV. Mixed race clashes like Murray's and Kiwis, Samoans, Asians, Latinos, and Africans. And when we stop fighting each other, it starts happening. Solidarity gonna keep us together. Don't let these politicians ever tell you no better. We the people, we the ones still trying to find peace. But these cats are narrow-sided like a one-eyed beef. Only see what they want, never stop for the cause. And you wonder why these youngins out here getting bored to the next bitch rapper glorifying the chase. I bet you'll break loose them shackles, bring about some change. If you want to test your skill, then bring it my way. Because Mac Rich got flow for days, so which Every day way? is a struggle just to eat so we grind. And you wonder why we hustle, get caught up in that crime. You can blame it on the system, but it don't matter if we stand. Watching that time roll by, get that on the grind. Is a battle and a soul uphill. Hope I make you sick to your stomach, cause we live in that ill life. Don't feel right, having to conceal a steel knife in a place where for money and drugs they steal life. Gloss pass fiends, be desperate by any means. Making G's or for methamphetamines. Drug toss for saying they applying the heat. Well, how the fuck all this shit staying out in the streets? In and out the prison system like it's carry on tradition. Will these youngers listen? Too young to make decisions. He the max bit and game. Tell me what's your true intentions. Better your situation or just stay tripping. It's all fun and games till the day that cry pays. Now I'm missing a brother that's been sent away. Thinking that my better rough, just doing the same. But my mind's changed, now I'm at to change. The Every game. day is a struggle just to eat so we grind. And you wonder where we hustle, get caught up in that crime. You can blame it on the system, but it don't matter if we stand. Watching that time roll by, get out on the grind. If people choose to live where there's no if people choose to live where there's no jobs, obviously it's very, very difficult to close the gap. Uh, it's not the job of the taxpayer to subsidise lifestyle choices. The way you wake your freedom when it's heavy with the opinions I've heard. Burdened by decisions, see you restricting your vision to learn. Liberty can make you distance, so just step inside the sentence I serve. I'm always drowning 
track there was Drowning by Misha. And just before that track, um, we played a track called Every Day by Mac Ridge. And um, now this morning we have a selection of audio from the first day of the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference 2019. So first up is Sara Soler, uh, and she's introducing the session titled Identity, Race and Solidarity. This session is titled Identity, Race and Solidarity. I'd like to paraphrase from a 1993 paper by feminist community worker and my teacher, Dr. Paula Abboud. Racism rests on the categorization of otherness. It is a tool used to control and maintain the social order of inclusion and exclusion. It operates inside and outside the margins. It is embedded. It is a pervasive framework. It is evolving. There is racism by omission, racism by tokenism, by invitation only into the center, racism by an insidious, deliberate invisibility, racism by dehumanization. There is racism by exotification and orientalism, and racism by ignorance and guilt. The list is exhaustive. But there is consciousness. There are global connections. There are entire communities doing the work even if we don't see them. How do we keep creating windows and doors for people to join, particularly in the face of exceptionalism and neoliberalism that force us to think outside of the collective? This involves ongoing analysis and organizing and reimagination. It also means that we must honor genealogy the histories, the essential histories of activism, the history of struggle and of solidarity movements. That is where we find reservoirs of hope, to quote Angela Davis, and dignity and healing, of freedom and self-determination. And we take them and we expand them. We try and we never stop trying. This, friends, is why this conference is an honoring of genealogy and an expansion it is a victory in and of itself, inshallah. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome Professor Alexis Wright with a very special poetry reading for you to kick us off. I, I read um, Mahud uh, Darwish's poems, uh, some of them about 30 or 40 years ago, uh, when I was um, struggling to be a writer and to trying to figure out how to write in a way that has made me come to understand more more fully is the self-governing literature. 
for this country and that comes from us, from our, from our spirit. Um, I, what I, I couldn't find that sort of um, literature here except from my own people, from the stories, from our own, our own people um, and um, I wanted to take, uh, I wanted to explore how to do that on, 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 on the written page. And, uh, and what I did was, um, I couldn't find a lot in Australian literature, sorry, computer. Um, so I, I, I did a search and uh, I've uh, learned and I still continue to learn from great writers from around the world. And um, Mahud um, Darwish was one of the poets I read uh, in translation and um, uh, in Melbourne at that time when I used to come down from Central Australia um, there was a bookshop here called Collective Works some of you may know it, it's closed down now and that was about the only place in, in the country where you could get some really interesting writers from across the world in translation you couldn't get that, that sort of material in, 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 in the normal bookshops and that's how I came to discover it um, Darwish's work and I, I wrote a little bit about this recently and I thought you know the great achievement of writers such as uh, Mahud uh, Darwish is that their deep is that their deep sense of humanity not only, tra not only um, uh, travels far from their homeland uh, what is in his heart is universally understood and um, and that was what you know I was, I was try trying to figure out how to, to, how to do this sort of writing I wanted to do for, for our own mob. Um, these writers, I uh, said, create um, uh, the human map of compassion. They help us to think more deeply who we are as people and the complex um, depth of knowledge that we have in, 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 the, in, in the world on this planet. So... Um, I will start with reading um, uh, some of his poetry. Some of them are, are, are short. There's uh, many poems, some great poems of his that are quite long that I couldn't um, read in this, this session. And uh, I, I, I would uh, recommend you find some of this, his works and, and read it. And of course, I wanted to uh, welcome um, all our international visitors and our brothers and sisters, um, um, Palestinian people, from a, to here, um, to be here today, and uh, and share, us sharing this, this this with you. I know that you know these poems very well, but a lot of us uh, don't. So, bear with me. And it might be interesting for you to see uh, what I'm reading and uh, and to hear it in a different voice. This is from. Um, uh, his book, um, A River Dies of Thirst. And it's a great honour to be able to read his words. A river dies of thirst. A river was here and it had two banks and a heavenly mother who nursed it on drops from, a, from the clouds. A small river moving slowly, descending from the mountain peaks, visiting villages and tents like a charming, lively guest, bringing olive trees and date palms 
to the valley and laughing to the nocturnal revelers on, on its banks. Drink the milk of the clouds and water the horses and fly to Jerusalem and Damascus. Sometimes it sang heroically, at others passionately. It was a river with two banks and a heavenly mother who nursed it on drops from the clouds, but they kidnapped its mother. So it ran short of water and died slowly of thirst. We have these rivers too. This is from um, um, the Butterfly's uh, Burden, his book, and all translated into English. I didn't apologise to the well. I didn't apologise to the well when I passed the well. I borrowed from the ancient pine tree a cloud and squeezed it like an orange and waited for the gazelle white and legendary and I ordered my heart to be patient be neutral as if you were not of me right here the kind shepherds stood on air and evolved their flutes then persuaded the mountain quail towards the snare and right here I saddled a horse for flying around my planets then flew and right here the priestess told me beware of the asphalt road and the cars and walk upon your exaltation. Right here I slackened my shadow and waited. I picked the tiniest rock and stayed up late. I broke the myth and I broke. And I circled the well until I flew from myself to what, it isn't, what, to what isn't of it. A deep voice shouted at me. This grave isn't your grave, so I apologise. I read verses from the wise holy book and said to the unknown one in the well, Salam upon you the day you were killed in the land of peace, and the day you rise from the darkness of the well alive. This uh, poem is called Jerusalem, and it's in um, this book called Language for a New Century. Um, it's contemporary poetry from the Middle East, Asia and beyond. In Jerusalem... I mean, within the ancient walls, I walk from one epoch to another without a memory to guide me. The prophets over there are sharing the history of the holy, ascending to heaven and returning less discouraged and melancholy because love and peace are holy and are coming to town. I was walking down a slope and thinking to myself, how do the narrators disagree over what light said about a stone? Is it from a dimly lit stone that walls flare up? I walk in my sleep. I stare in my sleep. I see no one behind me. I see no one ahead of me. And this light is for me. I walk. I become lighter. I fly, then I become another, transfigured. Words sprout like grass from Isarius' um, messenger mouth. If you don't believe, you won't be safe. I walk as if I were another, and my wound a white biblical rose, and my hands like two doves on the cross hovering and carrying the earth. I don't walk, I fly, I become another, transfigured, no place and no time. So who am I? I am no I in Ascension's presence. 
but I think to myself alone. The Prophet Muhammad spoke classical Arabic and then what? Then what? A woman soldier shouts, shouted, Is that you again? Didn't I kill you? I said, You kill me. You killed me. And I forgot, like you, to die. You're listening to 3CR 855 AM. And we just heard from Sarah Saleh and also Alexis Wright um, speaking at the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference. And now we're going to hear part three, which is Tony Birch speaking about climate change as colonial violence. The other issue that I want to talk about in relationship to this is the issue that I would call the contemporary version of colonial violence that underpins this assault on people. So this is to quote myself, believe it or not, Levels of violence underpinning a history of colonisation extends to the imprisonment and torture of Indigenous youth. It extends to the detention of refugees and asylum seekers as a response to both orchestrated and real fear. It also indicates a link between the brutality of the human body and violence enacted against non-human species and country. My point here is that in Australia, and then I want to go back to that film about Gaza, In Australia, we live under a regime of assault, of a physical assault on our bodies. Professor Foley mentioned this morning the incarceration rates that we suffer in our communities now is greater than at any time in the history of this country. Try to imagine a government that talks about or having a policy of addressing climate change, addressing the well-being of a nation when it tortures Indigenous youth in incarceration, when it sends refugee communities to offshore detention camps. I don't put this image up lightly. I don't put this image up for effect, but it does have an effect. This is a photograph of a young Aboriginal man, Dylan Vola, who was tortured in the Dondal Detention Centre um, outside Darwin. This torture was exposed on the national broadcaster, the ABC, through the Four Corners program. Firstly, when we think about that assault on a young man, how might we consider a government's attitude to protecting country? How might we consider a government's attitude to protecting people and preserving life? It doesn't stand up to scrutiny. And then think of this. After this was exposed in the media, this terrible crime, we might think that the next day a government minister might have gone to that detention centre and said, you cannot keep these children under this terrible regime. It didn't happen. It took many months for this young man to be released and there are still many young people, boys and girls, young boys and girls, still living, sorry, still imprisoned in deprivation because of this. I want to make a direct link to the way we are treated as an Indigenous community and the way the country is abused. I think they're inextricably linked. And I want to think about this in relationship to the film that I showed. What is happening in Gaza? When the voiceover made the comment that the the utilities have been badly damaged since 2008, it's not an accident. It's not a byproduct of a bomb being dropped. What it is is an assault on people. And what we know now is that the military, while the US government, Donald Trump, says that climate change is fake news, the military in the US and military 
around the world know that it's not fake news. They know that it's real. So not only do they have contingencies about how they might face any threat to the military because of climate change, they also have contingencies about how you will use the outcomes of climate change to your advantage against others. So they know that a way of controlling the Palestinian people is to control their access to water, to control their access to utilities. So if we're going to have a more difficult situation to face, at least make sure that it works for us. At least make sure that it works in our favour. You're listening to 3CR 855 AM, and that was Tony Burke speaking about how climate change is colonial violence. Um, and, yeah, that wraps up our three parts um, from the selection of audio that was um, delivered yesterday at the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference. And later on, we're going to be speaking with Sara Soler, who was chairing that first um, session titled Identity, Race and Solidarity. So it'd be good to hear an update about what's happening today and also tomorrow at the conference. And now we're going to be playing another track. This one is called They Come and They Go by Mojo Juju.
And just before we played the track, They Come and They Go by Mojo Juju. You're listening to 3CR, 855 AM. And now on the line, we have Shannon from the Victorian National Parks Association. And she's going to be speaking to us about the Nature for Life Rally. Welcome, Shannon. Morning, Carly. How are you going? Good, thanks. Um, so can you tell us a bit about this rally happening on the 28th of November? Sure thing. Okay, so on the 28th of November, which is a Thursday, um, the VMPA, along with a bunch of other um, groups all across the state, um, you know, big groups, small groups coming from all sort of walks of life, you know, whether it's, um, you know, along the coast or in our forests, um, or in more regional areas are coming together to really demand strong action for nature. So after five years of the Andrews government, um, we believe that our environment um, deserves more action. And, you know, currently we are really seeing rapid decline in our habitats and species. They're becoming more stressed, uh, more threatened. And as the climate crisis escalates, we really can't afford to waste any more time. And we all believe and know that nature needs and deserves a lot more action. And so we are coming together um, Thursday, the 28th of November, um, to really uh, deliver this strong message to the Andrews government. Um, it's going to be held at uh, Parliament Steps on Spring Street, 12 p.m. until 2 p.m., and it's going to be followed by a picnic. And we're really looking to make this as big as possible, people to bring banners of the special places that they love, whether it's their local beach or their forest or a particular species, um, and bring a banner, sign, puppet or whatever you like um, to really make this big and to deliver a strong message to the Andrews government. Yeah, great. So important. And you're from the Victorian National Parks Association. Um, and what biodiversity is the association particularly invested in saving? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And we um, work across a few different um, areas to really protect nature across the state. And, and, and one is through um, advocacy and campaigns, which is really to maintain, I guess, our, our current integrity of our current parks all across the state. Um, so whether that's, you know, national parks, regional parks, 
Um, but, you know, it is so much more broader than this. It's not just in parks. It's these new areas as well that haven't currently been afforded protection. So we really work across a broad array of um, habitats and species. You know, it's anything from our forests, you know, to our beaches, um, to our beach nesting birds, uh, to grasslands. It's, it's really, really broad because we think that there's so many different habitats out there that deserve protection. And actually, currently, that a lot there are endangered um, that aren't currently given the protection that they need. And um, one of the most critical campaigns that we've, that we've got currently running is actually this really great opportunity that we have right now and, and also the Andrews government has right now to um, really protect uh, some forests in the central west of Victoria. Um, you know, the central west is such an important, credible place. You know, it's really largely fragmented and actually a lot of these forests um, and the mountain ranges sort of in the west of the state are actually largely supported by these forests in the, um, well, sorry, north of the Otways in the Wombat Forest, the Mount Cole and Pyrenees areas and also uh, the Wellsford Forest, which are all in within two hours' drive of Melbourne. And currently there's a proposal to have these areas, which are really significant, with 380 threatened species, um, to actually be protected in new parks. So it's new national parks and reserves, almost 60,000 hectares, um, but this is also going to be allow a lot of recreational use to still happen with you know 20,000 hectares of regional park, which allow for most recreational users. And so this right now is a really incredible opportunity that we have. You know, BNPA, as our, na- as our name says, protecting national parks is something that we're really proud of doing, and this is an incredible opportunity we have right now because we know how much parks are valued from Victorians all across the state and how important they are to protecting biodiversity whilst also allowing important places for us all to go and enjoy. And so this is an incredible opportunity right now that we have. Um, The Andrews government um, has until roughly sort of around February to make a decision whether to create and implement these new national parks for the state, which would really be, which is, is really much needed because the west of the state is largely fragmented and some of these areas are home to species that you'll find nowhere else in the world but are only found in this tiny little patch in these forests. And mm-hmm. so um, that's something that we're really advocating for right now and is something that we're going to be asking for um, at the rally um, to create and implement these new national parks for the central west of Victoria in addition to protecting, you know, our forests, our rivers, our beaches, our oceans, our wildlife, and that's why we're really bringing together people from all across the state because we really um, believe that nature deserves more and we need to act now and we can't afford to waste any more time. Mm, Absolutely. And if people can't make the rally, um, what other actions can people take? Yeah, that's a really good question too. So um, what I would suggest is if people can visit our website, which is www.bnpa.org.au slash rally, and that has all the um, details of the rally, um, what people can do to actually promote it, you know, whether it's sharing our Facebook, um, inviting your friends and family to do. Um, but there is also some other actions to do um, on there, and essentially we're asking people to contact um, the Premier, Daniel Andrews, to let him know that, you know, if you are supportive of these national parks, that um, we need to go ahead and actually create and make the, the steps to implement them and move forward with that as, as quickly as possible. So, you know, anything that people can do, whether it's to email, um, you know, to call the office, to let, let them know that we are 
let the government know that we are supportive of these new national parks um, is great. And we also have a petition um, online on our website too, so people can check out that and uh, and take action. And but also as well, like even if it's your local member of parliament too, that's another really good way to to show your support too. Mm, absolutely. Thank you so much, Shannon, for joining us here on 3CR. Great. Thanks for having me. I'm Black Betty, and you can join me for Black Noise Radio each Thursday from 2 to 3 p.m.
Join me each week as I serve you up a deadly fine offering of all things black as we explore Black Australia and everything fabulous it has on the offer. We'll check out and see what's making black news locally and from right around Australia. And we'll explore all things Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and the deadly solid culture and people with a look at community news, views, music, culture and the arts. Hope you can join me for Black Noise Radio featuring black news, views, current affairs, music, culture and the arts from an Aboriginal woman's perspective. That's me, Black Betty. I'll see you Thursdays at 2. VCR broadcasters present over 100 radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. Come to one thing VCR Community Radio, please subscribe now. تستمعون إلى إذاعة VCR Community Radio الرجاء الاشتراك الآن. நீங்கள் உங்களின் சமூக வானொலி VCRஐ கேட்டுக்கொண்டிருக்கின்றீர்கள். Suscríbete ahora. Metsuketsek Radio y Gairanin, por Tanguda Melbumi Hai Kaotin, Himartanakrevetsek y Pertriciari Antam. Support the station that gives your community a voice. Subscribe to 3CR. Most LGBTIQ people experience positive, intimate and family relationships. However, like cisgendered heterosexual people, some LGBTIQ people experience abuse and violence in their relationships. With Respect is a new family violence service for LGBTIQ plus Victorians, providing counselling and recovery programs for victims and survivors of family violence and help for people using violence who want to stop. With Respect is a partnership between queer Space, Thorn Harbour Health, Switchboard Victoria and Transgender Victoria. For more information, visit withrespect.org.au or call 1-800-542-847. With Respect is not a crisis service. If you need immediate help, call 000. A 3CR supporter. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian made and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. QR Code is an LGBTIQA plus health podcast made by queers. Across eight episodes, hear us engaging with our communities discussing diverse and intersecting topics on In Your Face on the last Friday of every month or download from 3cr.org.au forward slash QR Code. And follow us on Facebook at QR Code 3CR, funded by the City of Yarra. And now we're going to be playing a track by P Unique and Crown and I A M M X O. This track is called Change. It's P Unique. I've been asleep too long, you know I gotta wake up. 
To the clouds, I'm out for success with a lot of light at the end of my stress. Pray for a bundle, I need a dollar today in order to see tomorrow. My solo, now how I should speed is slow for paper bags gonna come. So, all my comrades prosper, take control, forward, take a toll. It's adolescence, passing test, mentally old, full of open wounds and bridges burn. So, get the weapons raised, we puff. Many questions raised, won't stop seeking the change. Cause pop got pop, now the shoulder heavy, made the days go off. If a page go off, I just turn to my poetry. Scripting the way it's supposed to be. Leave way for this culture disorder, despite the pupils of folk. Words, fingers, and eyes are all of me. Make a stronger me. And it properly popping me. Polish and sharpen my pen is the artery. Then put it down when you doubt of me. You know I got the mindset. I got my people. And everything around me is so evil. Looking for guidance while I'm writing to your mama. Hiding now cause I don't want no drama. Sleep too long, you know I gotta wake em. All these illusions in my head, I gotta break em. And everybody wanna say I ain't no fighter. But I'ma show em every day that I'ma rise up. We gon' be okay, changes every day. Living every day like we're living for today. Now we gon' be okay, changes every day. Genocide here is a lot more sneaky than it is in Rwanda or other places around the world. It's one thing whitefellas learnt in the last 200 years to be very sneaky about their genocide. You look at the 38 nations that were here before white settlement and then you count up the numbers that are still surviving, still out there doing their business on their country. Well, there's only 25 left, so what happened to the other 13? Let's talk about the Black GST. Genocide to be stopped, sovereignty acknowledged and treaties made. Tune in to Fire First every Wednesday from 11am till 12 midday on 3CR with Robbie Thorpe. Accented Women. 
it seems so obvious to me that if you live in a in a completely violent um, cultural milieu, that it's going to translate into every aspect of women's lives. Accent women. What's a border? They don't see it like a big wall right along the. How the can country? people live ordinary lives when they're living in such an extraordinary situation where there are two, where there are armies there and terrorists there, such conflict every single day of their lives? Accent women. A show by and about women from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. On Community Radio 3CR. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're 100% cotton and Australian made and you can get one for just $30. They come in black, dark grey and a cool light grey. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one. And just before those community service announcements, we played Better in Black by Thelma Plum. And uh, now we're going to head into a track by Tasman Keith and Stevie Jean. This track is called Evenings. Let the rest die, run it out, find about 10 
away, count it out, turn you up, turn it on. No, it won't be too long, always in the wrong, and we know that. But I ain't got time to control that. I push it all to the And that track was Evenings by Tasman Keith. Um, yeah, really excited for Tasman Keith to be bringing out like, new music soon, hopefully. Um, absolutely love his work. And now on the line, we're joined by Sarah Soler, um, who's going to give us a bit of an update about the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference. Welcome, Sarah. Good morning. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, this morning, um, for listeners who've tuned in from 7am, um, we played a little bit from the session um, Identity, Race and Solidarity, um, which was happening yesterday at the conference. Can you tell us a bit more about um, yesterday? Yes, so, I mean, what a powerful first day, of course. Um, just more broadly speaking, as you would know, the conference at, at its um, at the heart of it is really about building solidarity between um, Aboriginal uh, Australia and Palestinians, um, you know, connecting us through our shared struggles and understanding that these are at the heart of it, um, a peoples uh, who are fighting for self-determination against this, you know, so-called settler colonial project, be it Australia or be it Israel in this instance. So that was kind of where we were coming from, um, a place of solidarity, a place of connection, a place of hope, I think. And so yesterday, I would say, really um, drove that message home, I think, just to give the listeners a bit of a, a wrap-up of what happened in the morning. The first session, as you said, which featured um, myself and obviously uh, others and, and activists like Alexis Wright um, and others uh, basically focused on solidarity, what that would look like, what that does look like, um, you know, as a framework for moving forward. Um, and also, I would say uh, it tied in really nicely with the afternoon session, um, to quote one of the panelists, I think really beautifully, Nadia Ben Yusuf, who's an advocate from the U.S., said, this is about understanding and acknowledging, you know, our histories and our heroes. Um, you know, we so, are, we so often articulate the problem. We know what, you know, the issues are. We know what we're saying no to. But what does yes look like? What does solutions or what do solutions, so to speak, look like for us? You know, where we've come from and where we're going. And I think at the heart of it, that's really what yes to 
what it was all about, and I hope what we did. Um, the end of the day, sort of, we ended on a high note with uh, Gary, Professor Gary Foley, or who I call Uncle Gary, um, in his keynote, um, essentially trying to bring it all together and to really say um, this is what this fundamentally about is about is, is our future generations and how we take what we have and expand upon it um, to keep building that solidarity. Yeah, incredible. What an incredible conference. And it's going for three days. What's happening today? So, yes, today, um, today's session, we are starting off with art as resistance because, of course, whilst this is, um, I think, or has been kind of framed as, a, as an academic conference, I think, no doubt, uh, we know that, uh, especially in, in, in these, you know, sort of very politicized areas when it comes to uh, talking about our identities and, and pushing um, sort of different avenues uh, to kind of dissect and analyze and reimagine uh, what, you know, settler colonial um settler colonialism looks like and then therefore what our futures look like in response to that and in resistance to that. Um, art is such a great way to do it. Of course, the artists are always at the helm. So we've got a mix of academics and activists and artists. And today we'll be, um, as I said, kicking off with an Art as Resistance panel, which features some pretty prominent and very exciting um, Palestinian Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal uh, writers, poets, and, and um activists. And in the afternoon, we'll just be continuing along the same lines as yesterday, but looking specifically at where, you know, sort of racism and institutional racism has impacted um, Indigenous uh, populations. So looking at um, educational institutions, media policy, that kind of thing as well. Mm. And then also tomorrow... um and Amy Maguire is chairing a session, Racialized Statehood, Carceral Architecture, Military Nationalism in Settler States. <laughs> There's just such dense content. <laughs> um, yes, that's of course. And I think, yeah, absolutely. And I think um, with, with something like this, I mean, you, you, there's so much that we could be, you know, getting into. Um, and, and of course, the, the, the whole thing of bringing people together is making sure that we have that time to connect and, you know, discuss these issues, of course course, that at the heart of it, connect and build relationships. And so we didn't want to um, overwhelm ourselves and get into very intense or, you know, overly intense. It's, just, it's as you said, intense already. But um, I think Friday, particularly the session on racialized statehood, carceral architecture is definitely, um, we would be remiss because, of course, as we know, criminal justice system, we, we know all too well in Australia, is actually a cornerstone of ongoing colonization. And for us, anything, any conversation that is, you know, about decolonization would have to involve um, how we dismantle these institutions um, that, of course, disappear, as we know, black and brown bodies in Australia. Mm. Um, what so far has been the best part of the conference? Oh, that's a difficult question. <laughs> um, I obviously, um, I'm really enjoying, you know, immensely enjoying all of it. But as I said, uh, a big part of it has been being able to meet with, you know, like-minded people, people who have sort of shared values around this. Um, obviously, there has been lots of, um, you know, uh, agreements on certain things, and, and of course, differences of opinion, which is always really um, great and healthy to also uh, have as a conversation, mm. because. 
because we want to be able to articulate these ideas and have this diversity um, of what the future, what we see our future, how we can reimagine that um, together. And so I feel like for me, it's definitely been meeting all these incredible individuals and seeing how they are, whether, you know, they're leading their movements or they're part of it, um, how they've been uh, a part of a movement, so to speak, and how we connect these movements. So for me, that, I think that's been the best part, really. Yeah, incredible. Um, and you're also a part of the Australian-Palestinian Advocacy Network. Are there any other that's events right. that are coming up? Oh, Carly, what a great <laughs> question. Are there any other events? So many events. We joke around and we call November Palvember, <laughs> just because of how many events there are, um, particularly in, in Melbourne and Narm, but also, uh, you know, across the country. Um, I think, uh, you know, your, your listeners would really love um, events like Palestine National Solidarity Day, which is taking place on Friday the 15th at Fed Square. So that's where the Palestinian flag is raised, which is, you know, so um, incredible for us to see because that doesn't happen anywhere um, in you know in Australia. So to have our flag raised to celebrate that in solidarity, to have you know poetry and uh, depke, so this kind of Palestinian cultural dancing, which is really fun, and food of course, and just music and drums. I think it's such a great um, celebration and honoring of of ancestry and and activism and of our you know of of where we're from. So uh, Palestine National. Solidarity Day, Friday the 15th um, in the evening, so after work, uh, we've got Run for Palestine, which for those who are really, you know, I'd say fitness freaks um, <laughs> who enjoy a good run, but also, um, yeah, I'm not, not really <laughs> someone who's going to wake up at 6 a.m. running, but power to those who do. Um, but yes, there's definitely that. So Run for Palestine on the 17th of November, which is actually less about running and more about, you know, a fun family mm. day where you can bring your friends and your family and you can can either walk the 4K or the 8K, whatever distance you choose, or you can run it if you're keen. And there's always a good barbecue, a good feed at the end. So definitely, um, also, I think it's going to be really exciting. We managed to raise quite a bit of money so far for the um, for the cause. So Palestine, Run for Palestine is, is of course, in, in um support of a, an Australian organization that uh, supports Palestinian children, particularly their health and medical needs. Um, so yeah, it's for a great cause, you know, so always a good a good time. And I think the other uh, really big event is the Jerusalem Peace Prize, which is happening at the end of the month, later this month. Um, and so uh, with that, we will be, we, the, the prize has been announced already, so it is Anthony Lowenstein, who is a Jewish um, writer and author and filmmaker and he uh, won this year's prize. And so what we're going to be doing is, of course, honoring him with a special dinner and a special kind of um, event that brings people together in celebration of his work um, at the end of this month as well. Wow. That is an incredible amount of events coming up that yes, APEN is organizing. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, so um, I'm really looking forward to it. Yes. Yeah, no, me too. And yeah, thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us here on 3CR. So for listeners, there's still tickets available so you can head along to the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference. It's happening today right. yeah, at Melbourne yep. University. And if I can say, yeah, there's, um, you can find all the details on our Facebook, so on the Australia Palestine Advocacy Network APEN page and website in terms of this event and also all the other events just to make it easier. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
I'd love, Sarah, how you were talking about how the conference is bringing together academics and artists, um, and you yourself are both, <laughs> and also <laughs> an activist as well. Um, and so listeners, definitely check out an interview that I did with Sarah Al-Sayed, um, as Sarah Soler is one of the editors of Arab Australian Other, and Sarah Al-Sayed contributed to that book. And oh, we played yes, that we interview. love Sarah Al-Sayed, yes. <laughs> we played that <laughs> interview you. a couple of weeks ago. Um, thanks so much, Sarah, for joining us on 3CR. Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate the talk, Carly. 3CR broadcasters present over 100 radio programs every week, including a diverse range of community language shows. Come to more than 3CR Community Radio. Please subscribe now. تستمعون إلى إلى 3CR Community Radio الرجاء الاشتراك الآن. نينجل أنغلين سموه بانولي 3CR أي كرتكونديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديركنديرك
Um, Blame the traffic. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think I, a lot of the work that I do with New Wayfinders, um, the Pacific Art Collective that I help co-facilitate, is focused on artistic responses to um, our being and also our connection to land and water. Um, we do a lot of work with the Pacific Climate Warriors, um, and so I've kind of wanting, been wanting to shift our work more towards being a lot more responsive. Mm. Um, and then I happen to bump into Jack, who has his own project going <laughs> yeah. at the moment. Tell us more, Jack. Uh, so I was doing a project, a research project, um, into cultural relationships to water and how that um, how the built environment can respond how it responds to those cultural relationships because I think there's often a disconnect between those those two sort of areas um, so we were kind of looking at the the tension between culture and art and sort of how, what we think and feel and then design um, and water was kind of pretty strong in the, in the kind of general discussion um, anyway I mean for a number of obvious reasons so yeah, we, we were sort of, I guess we were coming from sort of two different backgrounds and crossing over at a kind of a, a point that, yeah, we wanted to kind of, an intersection we wanted to explore. Mm, incredible. I love how you use the word tension because that's what I think of when mm. I think of water mm. um, and that it's just so versatile, which mm. sounds very much like this project. Um, so, Marita, tell us a bit more about um, the Orb Weavers and um, what you're going to be performing. Well, as the orb weavers, we've been researching over the last few years um, a lot of histories to do with waterways in Melbourne, particularly focusing on the Maribyrnong. And I guess that comes from essentially, um, I was born in, in Nam, Melbourne in the 70s and I was born next to the Birrung and then I lived near the Birrung and the Maribyrnong through my kind of um, childhood. But I didn't ever really connect to those waterways because they were so hidden by infrastructure, by industry, um, by roadways. And so I guess as, as a person now in my 40s, I'm reconnecting with this place where I spent so much of my childhood. So as the Orb Weavers, my partner Stuart and I, we write songs in response to those layers of history that exist um, along the waterways, particularly um, post-invasion settlement industrialization histories to do with the impacts of um, channelising waterways, of um, polluting them through industry in the 19th century and early 20th century. So we kind of feel like it's part of, well, it's part of our history to, to sing those songs, to tell those histories, which are part of my ancestors' um, history in those areas, and also to, um, to draw attention to waterways which have been through so much and particularly um, from the 70s onwards, there was a real lot of work done by activists and local communities that actually turned around um, the health of those those waterways and resulted in waterways becoming much more valued and um, treated with a lot more respect than they were in the 19th and 20th centuries, where a lot of waterways were actually treated like drains and not even considered the flow and force and, and lifeblood that they are for the lands that we live on. So our songs will be talking to those subjects and themes and their personal emotional responses mm. to those histories. Mm. And the project as a whole talks a lot about deep listening as being quite important. Can yeah somebody talk a bit about the importance of deep listening? 
Yeah, I can talk about that. Um, deep listening is it's a term that get, gets used a lot and often. I mean, I was going to say misinterpreted, but I guess interpreted in different ways because there's like, um, I guess the sort of traditional indigenous kind of um, style of deep listening or what what people like Uncle Larry, when he talks about deep listening, it's a kind of multi-sensory, full body kind of um, way of sort of reading and understanding patterns. So you, you're listening to the land, you're listening to the sounds that are going around you, but you're also listening to your own body, listening to the skin, like watching, if you're talking to a human, you're li- watching how their eyes are moving, you know, to try and understand the things that aren't being said. Um, and I think a lot of the time people think deep listening means kind of concentration and focus. And I was reading something the other day where someone was describing how to deep listen. And it's like they were saying you should, you know, make sure you keep saying yes. And like, mm, oh, yeah, and like <laughs> nodding along. And it's like that's that's not what it's about at all. So it's about trying to tune in and sort of like, I guess, like soften your kind of senses to sort of take in the kind of um, wider picture. But it, it, there is also, you know, comes from different um different backgrounds in different places that would have their own version of it. So I guess we're sort of trying to look at a bit of a mashup. And I guess the the framing around the artists that we're working with is that um, when I listen to them or engage with their work, it's I feel like I go into a meditative state and that a lot of their music seems responsive to that state. And so I thought that would be so well-placed to have along the river and to engage with and all the themes that they bring. Mm. That's yeah, listen, listening to the river too is mm. part, part of the part of the process. Yeah. Mm. Alec, I have a question for you. This morning <laughs> uh, we were listening um, from an excerpt from the Black Solidar- uh, Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference, mm-hmm. and we heard um, a little snippet from Tony Birch, and he speaks about um, climate change as being colonial violence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what was your thoughts on that? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a continuation of what has been going on. I mean, when I think about um, my own ancestral lands on my paternal side um, from Kiribati, um, they had to relocate to Fiji um, after um, uh, nuclear bombing. Um, and then there was another island there that was relocated. They were relocated due to phosphorus mining. And so, you know, the continuation of that legacy um, and the impacts that it has, the instant impacts that it has on our homelands in the Pacific, um, yeah, it's been happening. It's going to keep happening. And I think that while I'm here, I need to be a whole lot more responsive to what's happening here on this country and these waters because that in turn has a direct impact back home yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and have you all been um like working at um on the project currently like on the Maribyrnong river yeah yeah and how <laughs> yeah. that how's that been um yeah it's been good we, marita's done a huge body of work over the last four or five years i think um researching so i mean i feel like we've i've, I've kind of piggybacked a little bit of her research recently <laughs> but um but yeah, just just living down in Footscray and being on the river, um, being close to it and developing a relationship with it ourselves has mm. been really, really important. Um, but that's still, yeah, for me, that I feel like there's, I've only scratched the surface of that kind of, that understanding. Mm. Totally. Mm. Mm, and it feels like with waterways, they're always changing too. So it feels like there's always, like for me, every time I go to particularly the Maribyrnong, there's a different light and a different feeling and 
um, and the more time I spend there, then the more I can absorb um, to understand it better, which feels like it will be just ongoing forever. <laughs> yeah, I was at the Footscray Community Arts Centre last night, and I think it's really interesting because when you're taking the train, it's like a very industrialised area mm. when you pass Kensington and go through to Footscray. Um, but then, yeah, there's also such beauty when you sit by the river, especially near that Footscray Community Arts Centre. Mm. And I think that's a lot of the intention as well, is like we don't want to hide the fact that there isn't industrial things happening around that river. We want people to sit with that and to take that in and to understand that and to question that. Yeah. Mm. And I think as well a positive kind of optimistic approach um, and as a celebration of the, the sort of positive changes that have happened in terms of river health too, rather than, you know, don't, we don't, we're don't we not shaking our fist at industry and saying, oh, it's all fucked kind of thing. <laughs> I don't, don't know if I can say that. But there is... Um, because yeah, it's actually like there's there's seals returning to the river. There is like um, there's penguins that get seen in the river now um, that come up from the bay. Whereas you know, 40 years ago there was um, I spoke to this guy Peter um, who runs the Living Museum of the West down there, and he used to go swimming in the river when he was 15. He used to push dead sheep out of the way, and it was like they used to have yeah. rowing regattas where they had to they couldn't row because of the offal that was in the river, and you know I mean there was still like Stony Creek fire, and you know there's still a lot of bad stuff happening in the last few years but um yeah there's a lot of improvement too so mm. thank you all so much for coming on the show we're going to have to wrap up very quickly but lastly for listeners when does due west start november 15th and it goes until the 24th so we'll be down meeting at the jetty at 8am every night and um for people who are in the area but can't get down Tune in because um, we'll have a radio transmitter which will be dropping the frequency for very soon. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram, Resistance Transmission. <laughs> well, thank you so much to Marita, Alec, and Jack um, for joining us here in the studio on 3CR. Thanks for having us. Thanks yeah, for And now I'm going to be playing a track called Trigger Me by Squidgenini. Here it is.
track there was Trigger Me by Squidgenini. And joined in the studio, we have Squidgenini. Welcome. Yay, thank <laughs> you so much. Um, so that's your new track, Trigger Me. Correct. Tell us more about how this came into fruition. Came about. It's probably like the, the longest I've ever worked on a song. I had about like 13 versions. Mm. Like I, I want to post some of them like on Instagram or something because like they're literally like completely different and the only thing that was connected was just trigger me like a lover would that like line just kept going around in my head which is not normally how I work I normally work around a beat and a song and then I like work lyrically on top of that um and it's just like something I've been exploring a lot lately and like it keeps evolving as well like just last night I've just been thinking about like the differences between like sensuality and sexuality and how everything is so much more fluid than we have kind of like been led to believe and that like romance is not a sexual thing like romance is can be platonic or sexual it can be like in anything so you can have these like really platonic but romantic relationships but like they're just like not sexual and like that was just like total mind-blowingly like I think if we all were able to like come at relationships in a more fluid type of way um we would just be like more like and accept the intimacy with Mm. that we can have with everybody Mm. that it's not like relegated to like our intimate partner and then would like take that kind of hierarchy away a bit more just like not through, like, trying to take the hierarchy away. It just would because you're just, like, being more intimate with more people and more vulnerable and then everyone could just be, like, more comfortable with <laughs> And it would just be, like, really nice. <laughs> um, and you did mention that you've been on a bit of a hiatus, um, so creating new music. Um, yeah. 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 How's that process been, really slowing it down, especially, I think, in this, like, you know, hyper kind of... Yeah, world where like capitalist world mm. where we're just now like forced to produce all the time. Mm. 
Totally, and especially like making pop music as well. I feel that like um, like this time last year, I was still in this brain of like, do I need to make a two and a half minute like a banger? <laughs> and then like you know, and like and and thinking about things being consumed like like candy. Like we're all, all of our attention spans are so short, so it's like let's just make this short thing that like makes like we'll make it purposefully short, so then you listen to it over and over again, which is also related to streaming. Streaming, mm. <laughs> which is also related to streaming, because I think we also like need to get money, so you want to have shorter things so that people listen to it more. Like that's a new concept. Because mm. normally you would just buy a th- thing and then you just listen to it as much as you want. Mm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. Mm. But, like, um, in terms of making stuff. Mm, Because you're also a producer as well. Yeah. I feel like I need to tell more people that because a lot of people, like, when I put this new song out, they were like, oh, did you actually produce that? I'm like, yeah, duh. Like, you know, like, you're my friend. Like, you know I produce (laughs) my music. And they were just like, I decided to take it as a compliment because they just, it was so much, it's so much better than my old stuff Mm. that they just, like, assumed that I got, like, co-production on it. But I didn't. <laughs> you worked hard. Yeah, I've been working so hard. It's like it's really validating to just like have that acknowledged um, by other people. But like, I validated myself. You know, like it doesn't really like come for anyone else. But it's definitely nice to be like seen, mm. which is why it's nice to play shows. Yeah, and speaking of which, you're playing a show tomorrow night at Color. Yes, tomorrow night at Color with Queen Daddy. Mm-hmm. And um, PGZ. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think I'm on 10. Mm-hmm. My set's like an hour, so. Cool. Yeah. Hour then, set. Are you going to be playing some new tracks? It's all new stuff. Wow. It's all new. Yeah, That's it's gonna. Exciting. It's like a bit of a ride. <laughs> I'm like really excited because it's, uh, I mean, like who knows, like the way of releasing music, like it takes so long to like get stuff like properly finished and then you send it to blah, blah, blah and blah, blah. I'm like, let's just release it immediately, and it's like, it's like a six-month process, mm. sort of. I mean, it depends, but yeah, um, yeah. So it's a way for everyone to like see what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. And how's it been, like, dropping this new track? And you've also filmed like a little backyard live. Yeah, with <laughs> my bro, because yeah. I I moved back home, so I live with my family, and it's so amazing. Like, I wouldn't be able to do this without any of them. Like, they're so supportive, and then my little brother is a does film stuff as well so like we can just collaborate like at home We're like <laughs> okay what are we doing today <laughs> like yeah it's a it's a it's a really nice vibe um so that's on the internet mm, yeah cool <laughs> yeah um and when are you going to be releasing these new tracks um we're gonna have to wait six months oh, no, or... <laughs> no like i don't know hopefully like another single like early next year yeah um, cause everything kind of shuts down now. Um, we'll have a bit of a break, play some more shows. Um, and yeah, so early next year and then EP. Oh, so exciting. I'm so excited for this. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, thanks so much for joining us on this show, Squid. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. And just lastly, for listeners who didn't catch that, you're playing tomorrow night at mm-hmm. Colour. When do doors open? Nine. Nine o'clock. Queen Daddy's on at nine. Yeah. And how can people follow you? Um, Instagram's probably the best, but Facebook, I'm on Twitter. I mostly just like stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> so Insta's the best way. Probably. Awesome. Squidginini. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah, thank you so much for joining us here on 3CR, 855 AM. Thanks. <laughs>
Um, and that's all that we have time for on the show this morning. Um, so, yeah, first up we played a bit of um, audio from the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference. We spoke to Shannon from the Victorian National Park Association. Then we spoke with Sarah Soler, who did chair um, part of the Black Palestinian Solidarity Conference yesterday. Um, and definitely head along to that today or tomorrow if you can. It's at the um, Melbourne University. And then we had Alec, Jack and Marita, um, who were talking about their project performance, Resistance Transmission and the Orb Weavers, which is a part of Due West. And just then we heard from Squidge and Ninny. Um, and yeah, otherwise, that's the end of the show. And um, yeah, definitely join us next week. 3CR Breakfast would like to thank the New International Bookshop, Melbourne's radical independent bookseller and venue, for their financial support of this program. You can find Nibs in the basement of Trades Hall in Victoria Street, Carlton. Or check them out at nibs.org.au to find more information about upcoming discussions and events. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.